And church, can I get an amen? Amen. amen. I want to let you know that the enemy is a liar, that the enemy is a no good, lying son of a gun. Amen? amen. Amen. So this is one thing I want to put on your hearts, amen, is that if you'll continue to pray for me and my family and especially for your pastor, amen, it's hard, amen. Really, I want to just tell him, you know what, Dad, I'd rather stop preaching and just be beside you and pray over you instead. Because that is my father, but not only that, he showed me what a man of God is. Amen. But I think through him, amen, that he would rather have me preach than to be beside him because he'd rather see the kingdom of God move than his own self be healed. That's the pastor we serve. Amen. But that's one thing I want you to pray for, amen, is that your pastor is sick. And your pastor needs you in a time and an hour. Amen. When he needs his sheep. Amen. But that's enough, amen, of getting the devil a little talk, amen. Now it's time to do some action, amen. If you'll put my uh, topic on the board, amen. I want to talk to you about don't quit tonight. Amen. I believe, amen, that this is a thing, amen, that in Christianity that we need to do is that when we get to a point, this isn't a condemning message, saints. This is a message to uplift you, to uphold you to the high, highest calling that God put on your life. Don't quit. If you see it right there, amen, it says do it. The only thing Nike ever got right. Can I get an amen? The only thing Nike ever got right. Just do it. But don't quit. Amen. Let's go to the let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for your for your wonderful spirit, for your power that breaks chains, that looses, amen, the fresh anointing. Father God, for every demonic force that's coming against anybody, Father God, I bind it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for our pastor, God. I pray, Father God, that you release a supernatural healing, Father. Father, for all those who are sick, God, I pray the same prayer of faith, God, over them, that they'll be radically healed, God. Father, I pray, Father God, that you break the bondage, that you break the chains, God, of addiction, of hardship, Father. Father, but I also pray, God, that you use me. Father, and that you don't let us quit. And that you use our lives to honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, and all the saints of God said. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6 through 10. If you, if you turn to your, there with your Bibles, if not, amen, they'll get it on the screen, amen. Boom. Amen, we got the best sound team, the best worship team, amen, the best deacons, the best, amen, ushers. Sure, we even got the best, amen, church members. Oh, see, I thought y'all would get a little bit more excited. Okay. I try to give y'all some credit here. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. And the word of the Lord reads, the one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Amen. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Verse 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh will be from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Amen. Verse 9. This is my favorite verse. This is what we're going to focus in on. Let us not lose heart in doing good. Somebody say, don't lose heart. In doing good for in due time. Hello. We will reap, here it is, if we do not grow weary, but mine says this, do not give up. Don't do it. Amen. On Sunday we heard not about not how to straddle the devil's fence, amen. It's amazing. I started to feel that in my life that I'd also start to get to that point. 
to where I would go to the fence, but it wasn't because of the things that I've done or not even the things because I was backsliding. It was because I started to quit. You don't see it from us that act in leadership or even at the headships because we got to put on the personification that everything we present to you is it's going to be okay. Ain't nobody say amen. amen. Okay. This is a good crowd tonight. Don't quit. And this is what I learned. See, and the important thing is this scripture. Amen. If you put up verse 9 again. Amen. Verse 9. It says this. Let us not lose heart in doing good. Anybody do good in here? Amen. I got one person. <laughs> For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. And see, this is, the, this is the important thing that Paul points out to the church of Galatia is that in the part of the scripture, it says this, is to keep doing good for in time you will reap. It says for in due time, that doesn't mean our time, that doesn't mean when we feel like we deserve it or when we get it or whenever we think we should have it. It says, but in due time, that doesn't mean our human time, that means God's timing. Amen. It's perfect. It's pleasant. And it's a whole lot better than our timing, amen? Heck, if it was for most of us, we'd all be married by now. That or we'd all be having mansions and whatever not, amen? Whatever you are, student debt-free, amen, debt-free, have a nice house. Oh, see, I thought I'd get to the right crowd. Thank you, Jesus. But this is the thing, is that you will always reap if you don't grow weary. And this is the thing. Paul says at the end that we have to not grow weary. And when we are expecting this miracle that we prayed for or someone told us about, and then we don't see it like we go back to what that is. See, this is the thing is that we have to understand is that what Paul was saying, church, is that we have to be able to withstand and keep going no matter if the blessing comes or if it doesn't. It says in time we will reap if we don't grow weary. Don't quit. That's the one thing that's stopping you and your blessing is when you, everything goes south, when everything even takes time, we quit. But yet there's God saying, son, you were right there, but you stopped from doing what I told you to keep doing. There's a lot of people, I'm going to use the home, amen. Church members, bear with me. I know it's the home, but we get a lot of examples. But in the home, there's a lot of guys. <laughs> there's a lot of guys that come to me and they say, well, I want this and I want to talk to pastor. I want this and this and this and this. And I'm like, you got to stop. And plan. You got to keep doing the same thing you're doing. And even in the church, it's the same thing. We can't expect God just to bless us without us not continuing to do the same things he told us to do. Why are we going to just start going as a church and just start praying and praying and praying? And then after 12 years of not doing anything, of it not producing fruit, we quit on God. Yeah. I'm the son. My father's nicer. Just kidding. I think he's a little tougher. Amen. But this is the thing. Yeah, I know everybody gets a laugh when I make fun of me. But this is the thing, saints in the church, is it's this, is that why do we expect God to bless us when we want us to be blessed? But he wants to bless you even more when he says just keep working. He says just give me a little bit more effort. 
why you got to stop right at this point when you feel like you can't go? He's like, don't you know what you want is just a little bit of what I want to bring to you? Like Zechariah said, there's a shower, right, of blessings headed our way. Instead of, I don't want just a raindrop, I want the whole storm. I want the storm of blessing. Forget the raindrop. Forget what I wanted the blessing. I want the whole thing. Hello. If that don't get you excited, amen, I don't know what will. Because look, God didn't call you just to receive a drop of a blessing every five steps you walk. He called you to get something a whole lot more. Something that's tangible. Something that excites you in life. Yeah. I knew I had had some people here. It's all right. It's Monday. Everybody's like, Monday, Monday. Hello. But have you ever seen the shows where they flip the houses and sometimes it goes good and then sometimes it goes bad? A.K.A. what we're going to do down the road in Victory Life. Speak that in the name of Jesus for Bobby. Hallelujah. Right? But on some occasions we see on this show is that they don't work out. That they don't excel or they don't succeed. And see, it goes from a flop. It goes from what they thought was a success to a flop. They didn't get what they wanted at that time, and it turned to be a flop. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah a lot until y'all get some. But this is the thing, is that when we look even in the natural, we see this, is that God is trying to use what you want to give you something bigger. We stop ourselves from getting the whole blessing of God to start mon- start maneuvering and being having the ability to start grabbing more but we narrow ourselves down to only get a taste of it god wants you to eat with him not just to taste go like the kse you get a three-piece and you run out he want, he, he's, he's inviting you in like family can i get an amen? amen you ever go to, to anybody's house and it's during the holidays you know you're getting fat i gained 50 pounds just kidding i felt like it Can I get an amen from the people that like food? Oh, see, I knew that. But see, this is what it is. I have felt where I worked and I prayed and I believed God to do something. But when I thought it would come time or when I thought it would be able for the blessing to be brought, it never came. So I quit. So I gave up. And then I realized that it was what I was supposed to have. God passed it on to somebody else because I wasn't giving all of me. I stopped where I thought the blessing was supposed to be, but there was something greater hidden in his, in his glory. Hello. Amen. See, when, why are we expecting God to grow us, to help us in an area of our life, and, but when we have to keep working and never stop doing what called, God called you to do? He's called you to do the same thing. It says in the scripture, it says to keep doing good to all people. It says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Hello. See, the first thing we can't do is put put on my first point. All right, quick. Somebody put it there. My first point is this. Don't quit when it gets tough. Hello. That one should preach to you automatically. I shouldn't have to say nothing. Amen. I got jokes. Second Chronicles 15, 7 says this, but as for you, be strong and do not give up for your work will be rewarded. 
It says, but as for you, be strong and do not give up. Are you seeing the point here? Is that even in life, it gets tough. It's, it's not called life because it's a, it's a cakewalk. Amen? How many, amen? Can I get an amen from those who know life ain't a cakewalk? Oh, I knew. Thank you, Jesus. We all went through some then. Amen? But this is it. Is that he says, be strong and do not give up for what your work will be rewarded. And don't, and this is the first thing that I've noticed in the church, in the home, in ministry, and even in life. We quit when it gets tough. When God says, hey, with man, nothing is possible, but with God, all things are possible. So when it gets tough, the first thing we like to do is be like, okay, oh my Lord, hold on, let me like, try to figure out like some stinking rocket scientist how to fix the situation. We're trying to think, is there a possible way where I can succeed or is it too tough? It's called limitations for a reason. God put a, per, a certain restriction on you to where you're going to have to deny yourself the ego and the pride in order to reach what God wants you to reach. Okay. Mark chapter 10, verse 27. You'll pull that up for me. Mark. And then the word of the Lord reads. Looking at them, Jesus said, with people, it is impossible, but not with God. That's my favorite part, but not with God. Somebody say that, but not with God. Why? Because for all things are possible with God. Hello. You got to understand is that you serve a God that's, that's able in every area that you think is impossible is possible. But we put restrictions on God and we quit on God when we think we can't do it. Hello. He's called God for a reason. Can I get an amen? amen? He makes the situations where there seems like there is no way, but he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I will set you free. Hello. See, the word weary in the, weary in the dictionary, dictionary means this. It is exhausting in strength, endurance, vigor, or freshness, or having one's patience, tolerance, or pleasure exhausted. Hello. Your patience, your tolerance, or your pleasure is exhausted. See, it's interesting how Paul told the churches to keep going and that you will reap what you sow as long as you continue and as long as you don't grow weary. Why? And this is why. Because it is an example. Let's imagine this. Amen. Everybody loves Walmart. Hello. It's Walmart. All the parents are like, oh, Jesus, help me. Everybody loves Walmart. Well, you go shopping. Thank you, Jesus. And you felt like you've been in the store for hours trying to find an item that they moved on a different shelf. Amen. Anybody, any parent ever gets like that? Like, you know it's on this aisle, but then it's on the next aisle, and you still can't find it? Hello. And you're just trying to get your shopping list done. But by the end of it, it makes you so tired, it makes you so weary that you just don't want to go shopping. I've never met a person in my life that says, after you go shopping in Walmart, they say, I want to go shopping again. If you say that, please tell me how you do it. I get three items, and I'm already tired of Walmart. My gosh. It's like a life sucker. They call that the place where you think people go to die. That's Walmart. I just did a slogan for them. So you don't want to keep shopping, but Paul said this was a crucial thing that the believers had to be encouraged and also warned about. 
See, Paul had to encourage them not to stop doing the good thing that they were producing by their fruit, even if they didn't see the rewards they were expected to see right away. Hello? Paul said, he told the Galatian church, he says, look, I don't need you to stop doing what you're doing. I need you to keep doing the good works because even though you can't see it when you want it, amen, it's coming your way. Somebody say, it's coming my way. Hello? But the problem was this, is that people like to quit. It's in our nature. It's in our blood. It's what we do. When things get too tough, we start to quit. Because it pushes us to a certain point, it puts us to a certain limit that where we just think it's impossible, God. I don't want it. What made me first start praying for it, God, now it's just making me seem like it's never coming. Anybody that knows God knows that in the blessing, he always has to prepare you for it. And that takes the word that nobody likes, patience. I like that word. But this is why. Amen. See, even in my life and in many of yours, you do the work God has called you to. Amen. That's, and that's to share the news about Jesus. But see, the enemy doesn't put doubt or makes it tough when you get the blessing. He strikes before and after. Hello. He, see, the enemy doesn't want to hit you in the blessing because why the blessing sanctified and is given by God but what he can do is he can come before your blessing and he can come after why because before he can give you that anxiety he can give you the fear that something ain't going to happen in the way you want it to and the reason why he can do it after oh my gosh the reason why he can do it after is he can take your perspective from the blessing take it away from the blesser and make it on the blessing he don't need you to worry about the blessing when it's given to you he wants you before and after because he can make you quit on God I, I love when people say oh man I get, to see, I get to see my kids I get to see it that's great that's real good I love that I say but don't settle for that because that's only a taste of what God's trying to do in your life and it's the same thing with yours no matter what you do in life God's only giving you a taste of it so you can get some more hello He's not going to let you stick with the three-piece chicken. He's going to invite you for the whole meal. Hello. I need somebody to get excited about what God's doing. Don't quit on them. You got to understand this is that when God is trying to move in your life, he makes it tough because he wants to see how far your faith can take you. That's what it is. It's all about the faith test. Shout out to faith. Woo. Right? But this is the thing. Is it's a faith test. He's trying to say, hey, look, I'm not making it easy because you, when I make it easy on you, you don't rely on me. You rely on yourself. That's why he puts situations in your life. That's why he puts things in your marriages. That's why he even makes hard for the church to grow. It's because he wants to see how dependent you are on him. I need somebody to understand this. Is that it's tough. Because God wants to see how far you'll go with him. He's like, look, I already know how strong of a person you are. I made you. I made you like me. I created you in my image, the Bible says. He created man in his image. Which means he gave us free will, but also he gave us that hard-headedness to where we'll go and go and go and go until we can't do it no more. Hello. That's called work ethic. A lot of us got a good one. 
Amen. But this is what it is, is that God pushes you in a tough place. And he won't let you get the blessing because it's tough because he wants to see how strong your faith is in him. It's easy. If everything God wanted to do was be easy, there would be no reason for God's purpose. There would be no reason for Jesus dying on the cross if he made it too easy for us. Hello. Why does the enemy strike and after and before? Well, because this is why. You work hard and you give up your time. And here's something I learned in college. Is that the one thing people cannot regain is time. And that's something the enemy loves to use against us. Hello, can I get an amen? I need you to understand is that he loves to put time, the priority, when he makes it tough. He makes you quit because you think all your time that you've invested into something is worthless. And as a person and as a people and even as a, even as a pastor, that makes you feel bad. When you think all your time, everything you're doing is worthless. Because it makes us what? It makes us quit. And that's the one thing the enemy loves to use is he loves to take us from the place where God's like, look, it's going to require time. It's going to require you to give up some things. But the thing you got to remember is just trust in me and watch where we go. But the one thing the enemy loves to use is, hey, they never blessed you yet. He loves to come around. He loves to start spreading lies, and that's his favorite thing. He likes to manipulate what God used, what God is using for you, and now he's, he's twisting it to serve himself. And he's using your time. Amen. The one thing my parents can never stop talking about is Josh and Amanda's class. Shout out to y'all, by the way. Whoop, whoop. Their marriage class, they always say this, it's the greatest thing. And even though it takes time, they're seeing marriages change and they're seeing a lot of things be birthed out of it. Can I get an amen? But what? They had to give up time. Amen? And yeah, there may have been some moments where I don't really know. You can ask them if they don't mind. Make sure it's okay with them. They may yell at me after this. Hopefully they don't. But it probably made it to feel like there were some people that it wasn't worth the time. And that's the first thing we always say. It's not worth my time, church. That's the first thing Satan wants you to say is it's not worth your time. You can do so many other things. You can go do everything else. You can go build your own self up. Why, why are you wasting on God trying to bless you? Go make it happen. Hello. And if he can make you think you wasted your time or even get you to where it is too hard in your mind to you say, I can't. And sometimes we put that on God. When we say, I can't, we really look at God and we say, you can't. Hello. That's the first thing Satan loves to do to us. When we say, I can't, we're not saying we can't do it. We already know we can't. As believers, we already know we can't do a lot of things without God. But when we say, I can't, we're really looking at God and saying, you can't do it. And in the scriptures, it says, and God is not to be mocked. Hello. But that's what happens when Satan wants you to quit. He wants you to quit, quit in tough times when you feel like there's no way you can make it. Hello. And sometimes we say that, and I'm not saying it, but I'm guilty too. Which means... 
he said this in Jeremiah 32, 27. He says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there is anything too hard for me? Man. God literally just said there and said, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh, which means man over everything. Is there anything too hard for me? Go to Luke chapter 1, verse 37 right quick. I'm going to prove a point. But right there in Jeremiah, we see this. Is that God saying, you may not have the faith in you, but when you align your faith with me, you can never quit. Because why? Nothing is too hard for me. In Luke chapter 1, verse 37, it reads like this. For nothing is impossible with God. Hello. For nothing is impossible with God. Amen. This brings me to my second point. Number two, don't quit in prayer. Hello. You may not be like, oh, well, that's weird. That's weird. Why, why, are, you, why are you saying that, Pastor? Ooh, prayer. The word nobody likes. Like fasting. Everybody hates the word fasting. But this is why we don't quit in prayer and quit in praying. is because this is one thing even I noticed in myself, and this is a flaw that I've come to realize over time, is that we start out really good praying for things we want, and we'll start out real strong praying, God, I pray right now that you loosen over my family, that you heal my family. We start doing that, and we continue it, but what happens is over time, we feel like it's never going to happen. Hello. See, let's consider Abraham and Lot. Lot had chosen his plane. He got to choose where it went. But when we look Abraham in the story of Abraham and Lot, we see that Abraham was interceding for Lot. Even though Lot decided to go on his own way and pick the best, Abraham was still praying and interceding for Lot because why God had laid, we see that God has now come to Abraham and telling him look I'm about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah <clears throat> hello and this is what's crazy is that Abraham bargained with God concerning the righteous which was really Lot that's it but he went from 50 to 45 then 40 then 30 then 20 then 10 but then he stopped hello then he stopped. Why did he stop? He could have went all the way just to get down to one. He could have went all the way just to Lot. And the whole cities would have been saved. Amen. But see, the, what the enemy likes to do is he likes to take our prayers and he thinks they're not even given, delivered to God. He likes to make it to where we see one reality, but we don't see God's reality. Hello. Come on, saints. You got to understand this is that we can't quit praying because that's our source. If you can't pray to God, then you can't find out your purpose. He can't hear your prayers. He can't answer your prayers. And he can't even bring you a blessing if you don't pray. And the enemy likes that. He makes it too hard for you. He makes it too tough for you to even tell God something. And as soon as he gets you to that point, he stops what God's trying to do. Literally, it's us stopping God. Are y'all still with me today? Don't worry, I'm going to shut up soon. Everybody's going to be like, thank you, Jesus. That's what everybody tells me. But this is the thing, saints. 
is that we can't quit praying too soon because when we really look at it like Abraham, we see this, is that Abraham stopped interceding for Lot and then Lot had to run. And see, like so many in our lives, we got to understand this, is that when we really look at it, when you started to pray for something at the beginning, you got to keep praying even though you thought you were going to get it now. It takes time, saints. It took time to get you here. It took time. It took patience. It took prayer to even see a lot of the miracles in your life work out. So what? Don't quit praying. The enemy loves when the people of God stop talking to him. If he can make you stop talking to God, he's already won. Because you can't hear the voice of your father. And then you'll just start listening to every other voice. Hello. Amen. That's one thing. If I can share a quick part of my father's life is this. Is that as the shepherd, you know, he was never the greatest man. Not always until he met Jesus. But this was it. Is that my mother never stopped praying for the change that she saw that could happen. Hello. And it's the same thing in our lives. There's areas in our lives. There's people in our lives. There's even things that we want God to bless, but we stop praying for. We stopped because we thought it was never going to happen because we thought we were so incompatible. We thought we were not worthy. We thought we weren't good enough of what God had to bless us with. But yet he said his own son that was something we really didn't deserve to bless us with. Can I get an amen? We got to understand this, saints, is that as soon as we take prayer and we quit on it, then that takes the power of God away from the man. Hello. Because the only way prayer works, it's a two-way conversation. I can talk to God all I want, but if I don't hear God, amen, then there's something wrong with the power line. Amen. I need you to understand this is that have we quit praying too soon? That's a serious question that we need to ask is because sometimes in our lives we start praying in the beginning stage, but we never finish what we started. That's a lot of our lives, man. We never finish what we started, so when we prayed and we, let God, we say, God, I want you to save this family member, amen, and we're like, okay, we're still going to pray, we're praying, we're praying, but they still do the same exact thing, which is called insanity. We just give up on it. Hello. There's a lot of people that have given up on us in life. Amen. But prayer is the same thing. Is that it's your power source, it's your plug. Amen. It's like the word of God. If you can't pray, you quit on God. Because he answers your prayers. You want blessings, but if you can't pray to him about what to show you in life, to work out our character, to work out the things that God's trying to draw out, and we can't talk to our Abba Father, then there's no blessing coming down. Hello. I feel like I've made everybody like mad at me. Okay. It's okay. Jesus saved me. But God delights in answering your prayers. So if you quit praying, he can't answer them. There's a reason why he's asking you to pray. It's not because he's trying to be, you know, 
a stickler and be like, hey, man, you got to obey me every time. It's an opportunity just to give them back. Hello. My third point is this. Don't quit on your call. Don't quit on your call. Let me tell you something. According to a survey in 2015, and this is what's crazy, many pastors doubt their calling and, they f and they're feeling inadequate. <coughs> Hello. But it's not only pastors, it's church members, it's deacons, it's even the worship team. They said many people doubt their calling. And what happens is that a lot of pastors drop the faith at all. They stop preaching. They stop teaching. It's the same thing with us. Hello? You think the, pa you think the devil is after your pastor? He's also after you. He ain't just aiming for the pastor. He's aiming for you. Can I get an amen? Well, you better be careful when you say amen. You agree with that. Tricked you. But see, let me tell you this. Pull up 1 Corinthians 15, 58 right quick. Like I said, we have the best uh, sound team. A little bit better than Stephen Furtick, if I can, if I, it's a little bit better than Stephen Furtick's, but oh, 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 that's a little, hey man, then the hard workers back there, but it says this, and the word of the Lord reads, Amen. therefore dear, my dear brethren, stand firm, let nothing move you, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain, somebody say it's not in vain. See, that's something you got to understand is don't quit on your calling because when you quit on the calling, you've already told God, I don't want what you have. See, this is, what I, this is what I found interesting is that the enemy gets you. The enemy holds you captive. The enemy controls you, not when you say I quit, but when you think it. I'm going to say it again. Probably went over my head too. The enemy doesn't control you. It can't run you. It can't run your life. When you say, I quit, it's when you think it. Hello. It's when you think it. Because we're people of thought. When we think it, it becomes our action. And our action becomes our habits. And our habits continue and continue. I ain't going over this again. I'm getting, I'm getting short-winded. But this is something that we have to understand is that when we give up on our calling, we lose the purpose of life. What is our purpose? Our purpose is to be fulfilling the call of God. And see, this is the thing, saints, is that I hope you understand, and I hope this is one thing you grasp, but when you quit on your calling, you allow the enemy to run your life again. You can be saved, you can be sanctified, and you can be sitting in a church but when you quit and you don't answer the call of God on your life, you're not living to your full potential. So what you do use, you're using it for the other side. You're not using it for God, and it's like defense. You're not using it for the devil. You're using it both parties. It's like Democrats and Republicans. You never get them to work on nothing in politics. But this is the thing about the enemy is that he doesn't care if you're on the fence because he owns it. But most importantly, this is the crazy thing, is that your gifts have the ability to destroy him. Your gifts have the ability to destroy him. So as long as you don't use them for God or him, 
and you just use it for your selfish gain, he's fine. Because you're not a threat. He'll just take you out with whatever he wants. But this is the thing. Don't quit on your calling. Even as a wife, a husband, a child, a pastor, a children's church leader, it doesn't matter. This is what's important. Is that when you continue your call, even though it's hectic, ask the children's church workers and the nursery. You'll be grateful for them. Amen? But this is the one thing that you have to understand is that when you use your calling wisely and you don't quit, God is allowing you to destroy not only generational curses, but he's also using that to bless your children. Even your children's children will be blessed. But you've got to not quit on your calling because when you quit on your calling, you're shorting God. You're shorting the one that's given you the abilities and the talents. Amen. This is my last point. Don't quit when you have it. If you don't know what that means. When you get what you want at that time that God gives it to you, don't just stop. Why stop? This is, I told one guy one time, I told him this, I said, hey, I said, that's great you get to see your family, but expect more from God. Don't just stop there. Don't. It's good to see what God got you. It's good to see the relationship start forming, but don't stop there. Start growing. Hello. You need to start growing because if you quit on it, hello, then you got to start all over. You got to backtrack in order to fix it, let God fix it, and then move on. Hello. Don't quit when you have it. AKA, don't stop short. Don't allow our pride, don't allow the things of this world just because we get the blessing, just because we get the wife, just because we got the car, just because we got all these things that are going so good in our lives doesn't mean we can stop. It's a race, saints. It says in the Bible to keep the good fight of faith. To run. I train like an athlete running for a race. Not a 100-yard dash where I can run my little self down the 100 yards. I finished last place and I'm, woo, I'm done. Thank you, Jesus. It's like Hussein Bolt versus a Boulder. I'm not moving unless I get a push. Thank you, Jesus. But this is the thing. Yeah, you got to have some comedy in life. But this is the thing. Is that when we really look at it, when you have what God's promised you and you have what God's given you, cherish it, water it, and let it grow. A lot of us like to keep a closed fist. It's like I love the preachers that talk about giving the tithes, and they're like, you can't get a blessing if your hand's like this. It don't work. You want to receive more money. It's like me saying, hey, hold out your hand. I'll give you a $100 bill. You clench it. It's like, all right, man, I want to give you some more. You got to let go. And you don't trust me. It's like, hey, man, I'm trying to give you some money. It's like, here, I can't, I can't physically. It's like God trying to give you your blessing stacked upon stack, but you're holding your blessing like this, and you're like, I'm not letting go because it tasted so good. I got the taste, and I like it, so I'm going to keep it there. But I'm not going to allow it to grow and see where it can go. Hello. Can I get the worship team up here, please? I appreciate them. Been with us for a long time. It's like some of y'all. I think all y'all are my family. Like y'all knew me from Neha, whatever that was. Thank you, Jesus. But this is my thing. 
is that when you quit early, what God was trying to bless you with will have to be bypassed into another season. So to the mothers, to the fathers, to the wives, to the husbands, even to the sons and daughters, this is the thing that, you know, God revealed to me. Is that when you quit, you give up on everything that God's done for you. You quit on his son and you quit on everything that he's given you. And see, this is why I love this. I got this little slide. Don't quit, but do it. It's tough. Christianity is not a cakewalk. Your life that God is trying to live through you is not a cakewalk. Everything that God is trying to mold you to and who you are becoming is not easy. It's tough for a reason, saints. And this is one thing my mother and my father always instilled in me. I'm going to pass to you some knowledge from Pastor Raymond. You may not like me after this. I, you ever wonder where he gets all of his craziness from? His bald head? You can blame me. It's me and my siblings that created him. It's mostly Gracie. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But this is what's crazy, and this is what they instilled in me. And this is something that I'll never forget. Pastor Raymond once told me, he said, son, let me tell you something. As a Zypher, and this means everybody, welcome to the Zypher clan. Amen? You became official Zypher. Woo! He said, son, let me tell you something. As a Zypher, you're not allowed to quit. And this is like a lot of parents. I don't raise quitters. I don't raise quitters. And as he said that, he also said, son, and let me tell you something. If Jesus wanted to quit on you, he wouldn't. That's the crazy thing. And what he told me after that was this. He said, son, and the reason why is because he was willing to put it all on the line for you. And this is one thing I need you to understand, church, is just like how Pastor Raymond told me that, it's the same way for you. God didn't raise you. God didn't save you. God didn't change you. God didn't mold you. He didn't bring you back your wife. He didn't bring you back your kids. He didn't even bring you into victory life for nothing, just to quit. Amen. The greatest thing I can remember anybody doing for anything is allowing God to do it. Allow God to do it, saints. This is one thing I've never understood, and this is one thing that is crucial, that we don't quit. Because if we quit, we stop being used by God, and we, and we allow the devil to use us. Saints, this is one thing I want to put on your heart, is this. I know I've talked a lot. But this is one thing, is that when you quit, you gave up on God. He had all the right to give up on you. He had every right. But it's crazy how when we look at it and we look through the oceans, when we look through the storms of life and we see what God's really done in our hearts, in our minds, in our relationships, even when our wives, you're going to love me. Even when your husbands were unfaithful, you still love them because why? God loved you. Husbands love the same. Your kids love you because why? It's drawn to them. It's like a child loving their parents, saints. Your, I promise you, I was. I broke down crying 
And that's hard for Zypher. We don't, we don't like to show our true selves. We don't like to show our emotions. It's who we are. But when I heard my father was sick, it hurt me so much because I thought I was going to lose him. But this is the one thing that God always tells me. He says, I'm not giving up on you, so you don't need to quit on me. Sometimes, saints, we get into life and we start allowing our feelings, we start allowing our emotions to control how we work with God. But God's like, just trust me. Just put your faith in me, son. Put your faith in me, daughter. I can carry you. I can make everything that was hurting you. I can make everything that you thought you were getting more. Saints, I need you to understand this. Like how my love is for my father and how I'm afraid. I'm not going to give up on God that God's going to heal him. I have all the right to be angry. I have all the right to be frustrated at God. Just like many of you in your own situations. From past to present to future. We all have the right. But God's saying, come to me and I can give you rest. Come to me and whoever drinks of, my, of this water will never thirst again. Saints, you don't need to quit. When you quit, you're letting the devil smack you around again. God didn't die for you just so you could live the same life. So that you can work the same pressures. So we'll all stand. And saints, I want you to do this. The altar is open. The altar is not this place where we can do the Shabbat everything else but the altar is where a man or woman meets God and if you got some in your life any area that you've said hey God I've already quit on this area it's not hard to revive it saints it's not hard don't give up on the relationship don't give up on the on the area of your marriage don't give up it's possible everything is possible with God saints I need you to believe that. I need you to decree it over your family. I need you to decree it over your life, over every situation, saints. There's nothing God cannot do. But you don't need to quit. But you just need to dive in and just do it, saints. So, Father, we thank you for everything you're doing. We thank you, God, for your word. And we thank you, Father God, for the releasing of your spirit, for the breaking of the chains, Father.